evening, everyone. It is Wednesday night, and that means it is our Wednesday night podcast that will be aired on Thursday morning. Uh, always got to listen. I always got to throw that in because we're all going back and forth with it, and it's just fun. Um, all right. Today, I have myself, Doug. Uh, I got Luke, Joey, and Derek, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Red Sox. Uh, first pitch, guys. Uh, Joey, what's going on? How's college life? Um, you know, I got uh, I got sick last week for the first time. I uh, had a 101 fever. Missed my first classes. Uh, uh, I lost my voice. I had to do like an interview for something, and I had no voice during it. So that was pretty embarrassing. Um, other than that, having a good time, you know, doing well in my classes, obviously, you know, my roommate, I mean, my room looks like kind of like a prison cell, but I put some stuff up. Um, nice. And, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting people to do my laundry for me. So, you know, life is you hey, college is all about getting people to do stuff that you don't want to do for you. And uh, that will not be the first, that will not be the only class you will miss. Trust me. It looks like you have <laughs> sheetrock walls. Is that true? I had like cement walls. They're cement. Oh, they are cement. All right. I see yeah, that. Yeah, looking insane. <laughs> so actually, one kid at my dorm. It's not college uh, unless so it feels mold. like a prison cell. Yeah, had so like much a white collar, white collar prison cell. Kid, so much mold in his AC that uh, he had to move out of the room because it was making him and his roommates sick. So nice. Maybe that's why you got sick. <laughs> All right, Luke, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. Just uh. Just ready for April of 2023 to start, and uh, it's kind of a, a bittersweet seeing this Red Sox season end bitter because it was a bitter season and sweet because it's over now. Yes. Cool. Yeah, you're 100% right, and that'll be our first topic we get into. Uh, but Derek, uh, what's going on with you? You staying safe in Florida, my man? Uh, I'm staying safe. Um, I wish I could still skip classes in person. Um, but I can't. I'm doing online school now. I, I'm the king of skipping classes. Um, by that, I meant I, I, I skipped like classes for like two weeks straight and had no nothing wrong with it um, because I still did all my work because all our work is online. So, But no, I'm staying safe in Florida and I just won a World Series with the Red Sox and MLB the show. So <laughs> that helped with the healing process a little bit. You don't Maybe. seem like a kid that skips classes. You seem like perfect attendance kid to me. No, no you seem no, like the, no. Excuse me, you forgot to assign for homework for tonight. <laughs> I'm perfect attendance for the first five weeks, and after that, I fall off a cliff. No, Derek would be the guy. Uh, you forgot to collect the homework from last night. <laughs> no, I would be begging and praying because I probably didn't do it or just scribbled it and did it early in the morning before class. I'm, I'm the king procrastinator. Derek's a badass. Oh, by the way, a uh, shout out to Doug. All of my friends are in ROTC for some reason. Yeah, All my um, friends are military people like you. Well, maybe they'll uh, make you get to places on time and <laughs> be where you're supposed to be. Doug, <laughs> not with it. And not where they like my bodyguards. All the time in every picture. <laughs> yeah, Doug had no choice. He was, well, he was given a choice, prisoner, military. So he went military. <laughs> prisoner, <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> Prison, prison or prison, basically. <laughs> Depends on what kind of prison you, you want to go to. Um, all right, folks, we have a pretty cool episode for you today. Uh, we will be going a little quicker because we're just going to try to get this done in a half hour. Um, just to see if we can. 
and maybe we can do that in the future. Maybe it'll help with numbers, uh, listens, everything. We're just trying some stuff. All right, uh, we're gonna move to around the horn. The as of I think yesterday or two days ago, the Red Sox are officially eliminated from playoff contention. They are also they cannot have a winning record this year. I think they still only have 81 losses. So if they win out, they can break even at 500, but they would have to win out. And that's probably not going to happen. Um, what did 2022 mean to each of you guys? We'll go with Luke. Um, He's the one looking at me. To, <laughs> to me, it's uh, we don't know where Derek's looking because his camera's off. I don't know what he's up to. I'm uh, laying in a, bed, mutilating a small animal right now. <laughs> um, 2022 to me uh, means finally the end of Dave Dombrowski's reign of terror. I know he left three years ago, but uh, the wake of suckery uh, has stuck around long after he left. Um, 2023 marks the first year that Heimbloom gets the Red Sox full payroll and a decent farm system um, to build the team well. He has all those tools in his, ar- in his arsenal at the beginning of next year. I think he's going to use them. I think he's going to use them well. I think everyone's going to be surprised at the kinds of things he does uh, during this offseason. Um, he had no choice but to play money ball uh, until the payroll got in order, and that hasn't gotten in order until now-ish. Um, and now they get to play Red Sox baseball game again. Heim Bloom gets to find out what it's like to be the GM of a Red Sox team uh which is not what he's been doing the last three years so um uh the 2022 felt like me like the end of a prison term kind of because he's the gm's not handcuffed anymore uh so yes this year sucked he did it well last year that was awesome the way he made that work with a money ball philosophy but this year the injuries got him bad bullpen decisions got him don't have to cheap out anymore so end of 22 2022 is a good thing um, uh, Joey, I think we're doing the Heimbloom two step. We took one step forward last year, and now we took two steps back this year. Um, I think this year was indicative of actually the the drawbacks to that Moneyball mindset that Heimbloom insists on. Uh, I I hope next year, you know, with the freedom of payroll, that we will be able to do something better. But it doesn't seem like there's a ton of free agents out there. Um, that will actually benefit this team that much. So I, I'm hoping that um, we spend big this off season and we go in next, next season for all of it. But, you know, Heimbloom seems to be very focused on being good and, and playable and competitive, not really fantastic and the best. So I, I don't foresee Heimbloom putting the chips in for a 110 win season and cranking the payroll up to like 270 million or something. Um, I think this year was, yeah, just a reminder that you can always take two steps back even when you take a step forward. Well, we got we got two, well, we got three money ball years. 2020 was fake. 2021, we saw all the good things that can happen with money ball, which did not include a World Series because money ball has never won a World Series. And then this year, it all came back to bite us in the ass and we saw all the bad things that can happen when you play money ball. Yeah, but I mean, I, I do want to point out that to blame Dombrowski at this point, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, Heim Bloom deserves a significant amount of the blame assigned this season. You have to assign him some blame, Luke. 
Yeah, yeah, with the bullpen and um, handling. You know, Renfro, <laughs> excuse me. Trustin Dahlbeck. Yeah, Jackie yeah. Bradley. I mean, and the, and the Renfro starter. trade, absolutely. He he made he definitely made some mistakes this year, but he didn't. Again, he and he still got the sale contract that he's got to deal with. That's the only Dombrowski crap that's left over. But I mean, that was the mandate. Get us out of this payroll crap that Dombrowski started, and he wasn't going to throw good money after bad. I mean. Yeah, you can't say Bloom's blameless, but Dombrowski put him in the situation. They still have Mookie Betts if he didn't, if Dombrowski didn't screw up the pitching situation, commit $312 million to three pitchers that we got one good season out of the past three years. I, I never can, thought. Can I, I add real quick on the Dombrowski hold, front? Hold on. Hold on. After, before you're done, get, after you're done. After yeah, you're yeah done. before we get to you, I just want to. I just need Red Sox Nation and anyone who listens to this to to finally acknowledge that Luke put some sliver of responsibility on Bloom. <laughs> it's not that's the why, first time I've done Doug it. Doug had to bring me in here. Doug had to bring me in here to get that happen to happen specifically. I don't I was know. Trained. I've never maybe maybe I missed it in the chat or something, but I've never seen it before. All right, Derek, what do you got? I think like the thing with Dombrowski is as soon as you win a World Series, like you have to fire him the day after the parade. Yeah. And 2019 showed that because <laughs> because the only trade acquisition they can make in 2019 to try and make a postseason push was Andrew Kashner. Like, <laughs> if you could tell, like, it wasn't on the right path and some of the contract stuff that helped them win a World Series was starting to come back and hurt them. And But I think, though, with this year for the Red Sox, it's kind of just continuing the process of building the farm system and trying to continue that I kind of like that four-step process to being like a legitimate winner and being able to consistently be good enough every single year to make deep runs into the playoffs. Um, And hopefully a couple world series come out of that. Hopefully. I mean, you can't bank on winning a world series, whether you're stupidly good one year or you're just good for 10 straight years. Neither of them might end up in a world series. One might, one might not. Um, But the process, the top end of the farm system's gotten better. The depth of the farm system's gotten better. The, Major league depth has gotten better. Um, yes, the major league team did take a step back. Um, part of it, I think, is regression to the mean because last year's team really overperformed. Like, I mean, Kike being a serviceable leadoff hitter was like something I don't think anyone expected. Um, and I, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that it didn't hold up for 2022. Um, there's some other guys as well. The Renfro trade, not great on a big league level, but you know, we still have the prospects, see how they pan out. You never know. Um, but I kind of see what Haim was thinking. Um, I kind of see it didn't pan out. But at the end of the day, Haim has one thing that he hasn't strayed away from. And that said that he's not signing any big contracts until they have the the farm system in place to build a team with those guys uh, as a supporting piece of those big contracts. You know, you can't pay everyone on your team 20, 30 million. It just doesn't work that way. And that's, I think, what Heim Bloom's getting to. That's why they had to trade Mookie. Um, and he's, Heim said it uh, recently that they're in a much better spot to sign one of those big contracts than they were, you know, two, three years ago. Even last offseason, they're in a better spot now. Yeah, they wouldn't have um, signed, they would have signed Mookie if they weren't stuck with sale and price and of all these contracts for what would have been the first three years of Mookie's new contract. Hurricane, yeah. Hurricane, and no Denver prospects to surround in. them. 
Like their best prospect was Michael Chavis. Ruining hopes. Derek, I've never met a more entitled Red Sox fan than you. I mean, to, to start entitled. Off, to start entitled. That's the opposite of entitled. You're the entitled. With, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm the one trying with, to find the positive. Start off with the comment. Oh, well, Dombrowski. You know, after you win the World Series, you have to fire him. You like I won another World record. Series right after and another they one. They fired him. They fired him less than a year. They it's fired him less like, than a year like after. Look at Dombrowski's If you win the World Series, you should kiss the ground and be thankful. Like, and why was he fired less than a year after he won the World Series? It's also Dombrowski's track record. He he, he reaches his peak, and then as soon as that he hits that peak, yeah, they fall down like stupidly quick. Acceptable to be good, the year to be bad the year after you win a World Series is just like, (laughs) I don't understand why you get so you harp on that so much. Because there was no hope of getting good anytime soon after that because of what he did. All right. Uh, if we have time at the end, we'll revisit this. Uh, but to me, the, the 2022 means to me is the end of bullshit, right? <laughs> we're, we're done with COVID, right? That's over because 2020 was bullshit, right? 2021, we were back. And then the beginning of this year, the stupid whatever labor whatever i don't even remember what the hell it was but it was bullshit right it was a lockout Doug. it lockout there you go and it screwed everything up at the beginning i'm not blaming that for the red sox sucking but it it just it was bullshit so hopefully bullshit is over and we can all move on to 2023 and be happy again because the bullshit pandemic is it, over except yeah, well yeah <laughs> um except for all the new role changes which that's a topic yeah but. agreed all right um what's next topic what single player do you blame most for this season it has to be a player not a manager because if if luke didn't write that agenda we'd know who would get blamed for it <laughs> from me and joey <laughs> that's the next topic <laughs> oh yes you're right <laughs> All right, so which single player do you blame for this season sucking? Joey, you All go right. first. What if I start? Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Chris Sale. I think he depressed. I mean, he 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 took the wind out of everyone's sails before no pun intended nice. before the season even started. He just he just immediately just deflated everyone, and everyone was like, "Oh God, this is happening again." And then he came back. And couldn't perform, and I think during the season we could have definitely needed that you know a real ace for the whole season. That would have been nice. It would have been a good confidence booster in April. I mean, we could have had a very different April in the beginning of the season if Sale was there pitching, and we could have had a very I mean we could have had a much better better record if Sale was a competent pitcher this season. We would have had less injury issues. We might not have had to bring up all the guys we ended up bringing up to make spot starts. So I'm blaming Sale because he just he he started out our season on the wrong foot. So why did Bloom oh, sign that guy to that horrible extension? Ridiculous. So if, if y'all remember, we didn't know about sales injury early enough because they couldn't talk to like team doctors and stuff during the lockout. Right. So there we go. Yeah. No which bullshit. was total BS. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I've said five times already that, Hey, bullshit's over <laughs> same thing uh, with fernando tatis getting in a motorcycle accident and he couldn't tell anybody was that sale i thought that yeah. was earlier that well was that was the, during the lockout 
yeah, during the lockout, right after the lockout accident. started. And then oh. Sale broke his rib throwing a baseball. Yeah, it was, but in, like, that, we all uh, knew. It was in that bullpen that uh, I think Pavetta put on his Instagram live. But we all knew that that Tatis messed up in the motorcycle accident, right? We didn't know about Sale's injury until the lockout was over, right? No, we didn't. I didn't no, know about we Tatis didn't hear about until... Tatis. Until the Padres found out about it, but that was like two months oh, after it happened. Oh, all right. That's, yeah, it happened in like January. We didn't find out until the lockout ended. Oh, wow. All right. Well, we're, I guess I was living under a rock. Oh, wait. I had a baby. That's right. Uh, Luke? Same thing. <laughs> um, player I blame the most? I don't really think, yeah, I couldn't blame Sale the most because it just, I mean, the writing's on the wall with him. It was on his wall after this first two years. There was no excuse to ever sign him to five years. But um, my the person I blame personally is a person I've blamed plenty of times in the past, and that's Matt Barnes. Um, if he was the player he was supposed to be, uh, they'd have not blown so many early saves at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, they could have avoided that early 10 and 19 hole. They might have been able to lock down a few of those close wins in April that they just kept blowing over and over again um and that would have driven up the confidence of some of the pitchers i think after that horrible start like all the pitchers in the bullpen are pressing i gotta do good gotta do good we gotta lock this one down i can't give up any runs because the offense isn't hitting either and when you're playing baseball the the more into your head you get the more you tighten up the more you're gonna screw up and it was just obviously there's plenty of players to blame but we didn't have a closer and we signed a closer back in June, last June, because he was doing so well. And then right after he signed his contract, he did horrible. And it's not because he got hurt or had some physical problem. He's just a head case. He was just in his head too much. And it aggravates me when talented players just can't figure it out because they're thinking too much. It drives me insane. Um, so bullpen never got in order because of Matt Barnes. If he was the player they thought he was going to be when they signed him, that whole bullpen could have fell in, in line and probably would have been much better. So screw Matt Barnes. Can I just say Matt Barnes, though, at least he's turning it around, though. Just at oh, least he's just, turning just it in time. Just in time. At least he's turning around. Hopefully when the dust of this year settles, we can move into next year where um, uh, he, he starts doing well. Yeah, I think Barnes is like a solid – Six seven guy. I don't think there's anything crazy. I think this year is hard to blame just one player, though, right? You start looking at it and like yes, but you have to. I I'm getting I'm getting to that. Like it's hard to just blame one player, and you could like the an easy option would be like a Bobby Doll back and go, yeah, he just sucked or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna kind of go Nick Pavetta, not in the sense of I fully blame him, but disappointing season because. I know Luke was hyping him up to be the ace. I know. I mean, I wasn't really on that boat. I, did Luke? Didn't Luke say he was going to win like the Cy Young or something, or something like that? Pat said that. Or Pat I said that. he was going to be the ace. And yeah. Doug said that Jaron Duran was going to win the Gold Glove. Yeah, which is <laughs> which I told him at the time was a terrible. And Luke, and Luke said Pavetta was the ace. It's not yeah. my. Well, listen, we've all had a shitty take. Yeah, it's not we've my all had fault. our hot. T- but to be fair, that was a hot take. We we said we're gonna make hot takes, and that was Doug's hot take. Um, but like, I feel like on Pavetta, it's like you have we have we ever seen a more inconsistent pitcher? Like when he's on, he looks good, but Play when buckles. he's off, he gets like destroyed. 
Um, against the American League East, he has a seven seven or higher ERA against the Rays, Blue Jays, and Yankees. And the Yankees ERA uh, is over nine. Um, yeah. A four fifty ERA essentially this year. Um, career ERA at five, right on the dot. Like it, yeah, it's I, disappointing because I mean, we thought he was going to take that step forward. And it's just been more of the same Nick Pavetta we've seen over the course of his career. I, I've seen Pavetta at his best. I saw him throw the complete game at Fenway Park. And, I mean, he looked utterly dominant, like a, like a Cy Young-type pitcher. Yeah, exactly. Um, so his ceiling is high. I mean, his ceiling is, is very high. I mean, it's higher than Ivaldi. It's, it's probably higher than Sale's ceiling is now. It's just that he can't put it together for a whole season, and that's probably why he was a – a flawed player in the first place, and it's probably the reason we were able to get him. Yeah, that I mean, was the Astros. He shut problems. down the Astros that game, right? The game after Pavetta gave up, I mean, Navaldi gave up nine runs in the second inning. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's it's rough to, like I said, though, it's rough to blame just one player. But, like, off the top of my head, like, Nick Pavetta, we were expecting so much more from him. And the kind of fa- the fact that he's really, at best, been a five this year in the rotation – or at least like a five is where you would want him in a rotation based on this year, you know, and we wanted him to be like a two, like that's not what we, that's not what we wanted. Yeah. He's it right is, near the top of the to blame, list. It, it is hard to blame just one person. I, I see Pavetta in a different light. Um, he has the most innings. I mean, he took the ball every fifth day. He's the only one. He's the only consistent stay in the Red Sox lineup. Or, uh, rotation all year and you know his numbers aren't great but at, at least he was there and this is actually his first this is his most innings pitched ever in his career so maybe this year he you know went the length and maybe hopefully next year he puts it all together i, I can maybe they should have had him pitch less innings maybe <laughs> pavette is kind of a track but, but that wouldn't have helped the red part. Sox either <laughs> <laughs> um Jeez, uh, my player, I like Derek said, it, it's hard to pick uh, exactly one. I, I want to pick someone in leadership, but Luke won't let me. I uh, will save that for the next one. Um, but I'm going to pick Rich Hill because the signing of Rich Hill um, made Garrett Whitlock have to piggyback him all the time, which handcuffed the usage of um, – which handcuffed his usage and he should have been pitching more innings in, in multiple games. Not just, not just having to piggyback a 48 year old. So I'm going to go with Rich Hill. All right. I want to say, I'm just real quick. I want to say I'm surprised no one took JD Martinez. Yeah. I was surprised that Luke didn't either. (laughs) I, yeah. I mean, I was, I was honestly, I was thinking of him, but then I was like, well, somebody else is going to pick JD. So I'll have somebody else, <laughs> but nobody did. All right. We got to go quick. Uh, what's your opinion of Cora and Bloom? All right. I'm assuming we have two good and two bad. So we'll alternate. It'll go Luke, Joey, Derek, me. <laughs> By the way, Rich Hill, six shutout innings tonight, Doug. Yeah. Um, so Cora, I'm still standing by it. He's the best manager in Boston Red Sox history. This year, he was dealt a bad bullpen uh, and a whole lot of injuries this year. It wasn't his control. Plus, J.D. Martinez bailing on the team this year. 
Xander Bogarts. Yes, that Xander Bogarts, the one who might win the batting title. Yes, he bailed on the team this year when everyone was hurt uh, and they needed a leader to step up. He disappeared just like he does every summer. Love him. Hope they find a way to sign him. But I mean, he was he disappeared when they needed him most this year. And that's a fact. And he always sucks from June through August. Um, the uh, Corey gets a lot of heat, I think, unfairly. Uh, nobody seems to remember what he did in 2021 with a team that everybody picked to finish in last place in the American League East. Yeah, they finished in last place this year in the AL East, but they had a whole bunch of injuries and none of Bloom signings in the uh, in the uh, bullpen worked out. Do I do Bloom now, or are we all doing Cora, oh, and then we all do Bloom? Just do 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 Bloom. Just keep going. We gotta, uh, we roll. Yeah, as for Heim Bloom, did an amazing job last year. People seem to forget that because it's Boston, and it's all about what have you done for me lately. I can respect that. Um, but he built an ALCS team playing money ball. Uh, he, uh, should not be on the hot seat right now. He might be just cause fans are a-holes and like you didn't win a world series and we're not good this year. So you're a piece of crap. Um, he did what he was hired to do. He, he cleaned up Dave Dombrowski's mess and put the team three. It took him three years, but he put the team in the position where he can start. They can start building, um, with, a, the Boston war chest, you know, at his disposal and a decent farm system. They're 11th. They were ranked 11th at the beginning of this season. And they were dead last when Dave Gombrowski was fired less than a year after he won the world series. Um, so that's, uh, it, yeah, he, I already mentioned he screwed up the bullpen. He screwed up the handling of Garrett Whitlock this year. He screwed up by trusting Bobby Dahlbeck this year. Um, the, the Renfro trade looks horrible right now, unless Alex Benellis or David Hamilton turn out to be stars. He's always going to wear that. Um, you know, we saw all the good things that m- playing Moneyball could ha- could take place. They took place last year, and all the bad things happened this year. All right. Yeah, yeah. Cora's, uh, Cora's been a big dud for me this season. Um whether it was, you know, studying Dahlbeck every day, um, not being able to figure out the role of Whitlock um, and Hauk, a, a lot of bad decisions. I mean, there were times in the season, there were games that we, I think we needed to win spiritually where Core would sit Bogarts or JD or Devers. And I just, I, I hate that mindset. I hate that mindset. And it's, it's bit us this year. I, I, I have to criticize the manager in a year where we have a losing season. I am sorry. I can't keep lending credit to people that lose. And it's the same thing with Bloom. I, I understand he, had a, he picked up a rough situation, but he's been in control for, I mean, almost four years right now. He, he became manager in the 2019 offseason, right? He, he's been in control for a very long time. Now I'm done, I'm done making excuses for him. You know, how long are we going to give him? Five years till we consider it his team? And it's been said almost after every season, oh, now we're going to start. Because remember, after 2020, it was, oh, we got rid of the Mookie contract and, and the price contract. We're, now we're going to start. Now, now we're going to build the team. Then after 2021, it was, okay, see what we did this year? Now we're going to build the team. And now people are already saying, oh, look, end of 2022, we're going to have all this money freed up. Now we're going to build the team. Well, I'm tired of the delays. I'm tired of the excuses, okay? Heimblum got way too smart for his own britches this year. 
the Renfro trade was ridiculous the day it was done. Everyone knew it was ridiculous. Everyone knew it was a bad trade. And people like Derek still defend it to this day because they have some gross infatuation with Heinblum. Um, he's made a number, a number of other Or mistakes. Jackie Bradley Jr. <laughs> he's made a number of other mistakes this season when it comes to trades and signings, like the story signing. Um, and I think as a team, of course, Heim Bloom is in the is in the hot seat, and he's going to be in the hot seat. And if we don't make the playoffs next season, he should be fired. Derek, uh, Cora, I'm fine with. I'm not like I'm not loot crazy over Cora, but I don't see any reason to get rid of him. I mean, also too like the bullpen. I mean, bad bullpen. I mean, it's not really his fault that his best middle relief option is Ryan Brazier. I mean, like what's Cora supposed to do with that? Um, there was a, kind of a lot of swing and misses, a lot of those low-risk, high-reward deals that panned out in uh, 2021 didn't really pan out in 2022 um, overall. Um, I'm still happy with the organization as a whole. Um, I feel like as a whole, they're trending up in the right direction. Obviously, the MLB team took a step back this year, but I still think the whole organization took a step forward. Um, I don't think this is a make-or-break year for Bloom because I don't think he's going to go and just chuck money at guys like everyone is thinking he's going to do. I know the whole, he's going to spend, he's going to spend, he's going to spend. Bloom hasn't said anything about, oh, I'm just going to chuck money at people and start spending. You know, that's just all the fans building on the hype around, oh, we have money available, we're going to spend it. I don't think so. This is a very top-heavy grading class. I think Bloom's going to stick to the plan of building the farm system and adding pieces that can help the team win. And he might, I think he's going to sign a shortstop. And maybe he gets like a mid starter, but he's not going to go out and get Carlos Rodon and Aaron Judge and keep Xander Bogarts and go get Edwin D. He's not doing all that like people are fantasizing him to do. It's a very top heavy free agent class. He's going to kind of hold, he's going to hold some of his resources back as well. Um, and I think that it is truly a five-year plan. He just hasn't said it because look at Theo Epstein with the Cubs. From day one, he was saying it was a five-year plan, and everyone just believed in him and kept the faith until that fifth year, and they won a World Series that fifth year. You know, when you have a guy kind of doing a whole overhauling of the organization as a whole with the farm system, all that, you know, it's more of a five, six-year plan than just a two, one or two-year plan. Um, so I think Bloom the jury's still out on what it will eventually turn out to be. Um, but, you know, it seems like as a whole, as an organization, they're heading in the right step. But it's still, this offseason still is a big year um, for the Red Sox, though. It's still a big offseason. Um, but I still I still have uh, faith in not just Bloom, but the front office as a whole, O'Halloran and everyone else. Exactly. It's a big year. I don't think he's going to sign all these free agents, but the – it's going to make uh, the shape of the team is going to look a lot better because there is a lot of money freed up. He's going to find a way to spend it. He'll, he might trade off a couple assets for a couple of good players. He might get a, a starting pitcher. He might get an expensive, a more expensive bullpen piece. He's going to make moves this off season that he couldn't make before because the mandate was get the payroll out of control, clean up your predecessor's disgusting mess. So I, I just think I'll, I'll, I'll touch on Cora first it's it's easy to manage what guys are doing well and it's it's you know because you really don't have to do anything if guys are going out there and doing above what they're supposed to then you know great uh you really don't have to do anything but it's when guys are not doing what they're supposed to be like 
75% of the team was doing this year. They were not doing what they needed to. Cora could not figure out a way to get them to do it, right? Obviously, you can't play for a person, and I know that. But um, he, it, it just seems like there was a lack of any sort of accountability. Like, hey, we're sucking, you know, shake something up, change it, do something. He's just sitting there running the same guys out there, watching him fail. You know, you watch Bobby Dahlbeck strike out 300 times during the season, and he let it happen, and he just let it happen. Like, that's not managing. I don't care who you have. I would put freaking JD at first base. Shake something up. I, I don't care. He wasn't hitting either. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could, it could have been anyone. And I know injuries are a big issue, but um, you, you got to figure out a way to pull potential from the guys that aren't performing. Um, and Bloom did an even worse job um, watching them fail and not going out and getting p- upgrades or pieces that he could have gotten earlier. You know, even after they were, you know, they had their horrible April when they went through their good May and good half of June, um, you know, when they started sucking again in July, you know, he could have done things earlier and quicker to fix issues and problems. And he just let them continuously fail night after night. So I'm not good with either one of them. I will guarantee one thing. I won't be defending Heim Bloom like this next year the clock on him starts as soon as the world series ends this year um next year he's got to do it it's been three years he cleaned up the tool bag that preceded him he cleaned up that mess now now it's time to go to work now it's time to build good teams all right Um, i do want to ask i do do want to ask um real quick um before we end um we're not, I know we're and, running near our 30-minute limit that we wanted to have. Um, with Xander Bogarts and the whole leadership thing that he's supposed to be a leader, whatever, like how much of the blame does fall on him for supposed, supposed to be like the guys like the captain or whatever of the team? He's Cora's best friend. He's Cora's best friend. <laughs> a lot of it. It's a lot of it. He's especially because he's made it clear to everyone before the season, shut up about your contract shut up about how you're going to opt out. I know he hasn't been saying it, but his agent's been putting it out there. It's been news. It's been daily news. Oh, uh, Bogart's contract, Bogart's contract. Don't put that out there. Then he's putting the pressure on himself and everyone's thinking about it. And he's feeling more, he's feeling more um, like heat about that too. And I think that's one of the big reasons why he was so bad this summer. He's bad every summer, but yeah, he gets a lot of the blame. A lot of it. Mr. May. Xander Bogarts is actually Mr. May. But he's Mr. September, too. That's the thing. He steps it up in September. That's why he's he's going to win a batting title, and that's all every, most Red Sox fans are going to think about. Oh, Bogarts? What are you blaming him for? Our batting champion? Yeah, when did he get all those hits? I, I do wonder, though, He's Mr. He's I feel Mr. like garbage he does time. play he injured more than he should. So, I don't know. Maybe that has an effect on it. I don't know. He just, he we, also, it, feel, it feels like he's always has something like lingering that we just don't know about. Bogut, but yeah, Bogut also doesn't play every day. I mean, he he he's only played 144 games this season. Like he's, that's he's, essentially every. That's day. every day, dude. That's yeah. essentially every day. Guys don't play 162 anymore. There's still eight games left. He's missed no, no, like. 10 I know, games. but he gets a significant he gets a significant amount of rest days because of the way Cora plays them. So I mean, so does everyone. Everyone in the league takes care of his special stars. He takes care of special boys, Bogarts, and he's going to miss 12 games 
by you the know, time the season ends. Everyone knows he loves Bogarts. All right. Uh, three up, three down. Three players you expect to succeed in 2023 and three players you hope are not on the team in 2023. Start with Derek. Oh, okay. You're starting me. All right. Um, three up, three down. Let's see. So my ups, uh, Brian Bale. I think that's no question. Um, I'm not going to put, like, the pressure, um, you know, being an ace on him, but I think he'd be a solid rotation guy with the upside of potentially – being kind of a budding ace uh, as soon as next year. Um, then my next up is going to be Tristan Cassis. I do believe in Tristan Cassis. Um, I really, I like really do believe in him. And then Alex Verdugo is my last up. Um, I think he's had a great year. Um, and he's had a great year. Started off slow. He's been very unlucky power-wise with the home run numbers. Um, his expected home runs way more than his actual home runs. Um, and then I'm next year. I'd be a little worried about guys like if they come back like a Brazier or um, I don't know Brazier Paxson if he comes back and Sale. Those three worry me. Brazier because he's Brazier, and then Paxson and Sale because injury concerns. And Josh Taylor too can fall under the injury concern label. All right, um, we'll go to Luke for three up, three down because it might get redundant here. Uh, so we'll skip myself and Joey for uh, three up, three down. Luke. Um, I'll, I was going to go with Bayo too. I think he's going to be the ace next year. I think he's going to be really good next year is going to be his first year where he's really good. Uh, I'm also going to go with Kike Hernandez with his hip working again. I think he's going to go back to what he was in 2021, um, be that spark plug guy and everyday center fielder. I don't think he'll be the leadoff hitter anymore. I think uh, Alex Verdugo will probably move into the leadoff spot. And uh, also, uh, Emmanuel Valdez. I think he's going to fight his way onto the roster next season. One of the guys that they uh, trade they got for the in the Christian Vasquez trade. And I think he's going to be playing a good amount of uh, left field. And he's going to be doing some DHing. And he's really going to open a lot of eyes. Uh, for three down, Bobby Dahlbeck, one of the worst players I've ever seen. I don't even want him in the state of Massachusetts ever again, let alone on the Boston Red Sox. Uh, down... J.D. Martinez, I do not want a qualifying offer for him. Uh, love you, mean it, but it's time to move on from J.D. And Josh Taylor, you know, all this, you know, they didn't have a bullpen all year. Where was he all year? Yeah, he had a back injury, but it he had a, it started last year. He's had a back injury for a year and a half. Like, you know, get over it. <laughs> all right. Um, our final segment will be Cuddle Mary Trash. You have your pick and one sentence to describe your why. So uh, Cuddle Mary Trash for 2023. Joey, Trevor Story, Alex Verdugo, or Nick Pavetta? All right. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cuddle Nick Pavetta. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry Alex Verdugo. And I'm gonna trash uh, the big dog, Trevor Story. Okay. Do you want to give an uh, explanation? Oh, yeah. Or good? Yeah. Uh, Story. I just I, I I've never liked Story since he started playing here. He, he he does not instill confidence in me. I think we waste a lot of money on him, and I don't think he has the arm to play shortstop anyway when Bogarts leaves this year. Uh, as for Verdugo, I think Verdugo. Uh, played i think he played better this season than his stats reflected and i think next year he's absolutely capable of being a 300 hitter especially with the new rules i mean i'm assuming there's going to be an offensive explosion next year considering the new rules and i think verdugo will be a part of that and pavetta 
I'm gonna keep him at a nice arm's length. You know, I I can't I can't let him into my heart emotionally, but you know, I'm not ready to send him to the phantom zone yet with General Zod. So, you know, I I, I like Nick Pavel. All right, Luke. Uh, I'm going to marry Trevor Story. Great signing. Best defensive second baseman in the American League right now. Uh, nobody seems to talk about that. And, you know, when you look into the specifics of how his season, how he came to the Red Sox at the beginning of this year, all that was going on kind of makes sense. He would start slow. Then he got hit in the hand. He's a baller. He's going to be really good next year. Uh, I'm going to cuddle Alex Verdugo. I'm hoping he keeps up what he was doing in the second half this season, hitting the focus on hitting the ball the other way, line drives to left field. I think I want him to be the leadoff hitter next year um, with that renewed focus, trying to hit balls the other way and trash Nick Pavetta. I mean, I like Pavetta. He's just, you know, I had him as the ACE back early this season. And now I'm thinking, yes, he's a, he's a four or five starter, which is a bummer, but out of those three players, yeah, I got to trash Pavetta. Dirk? All right. Uh, I'm going to get some cuddling story. I don't want to – I'm marrying Verdugo, and I'm going to trash Pavetta. Pavetta, I mean, the worst option out of three. I think that's clear. I don't know why Joey didn't trash him. Uh, story, uh, very good defense second baseman. I don't think he's the best in the American League. Uh, I, I mean, also, though, I do love me some Andres Jimenez for the Guardians, so maybe I'm a little biased with that. Um, but story's definitely – I think he's going to have a bounce-back gear – um, if he can start driving the ball the other way, like he did when he came back from the injured list, uh, cores and, uh, course field and Fenway are both double paradises and cores is also a triple paradise. It actually course sucks for home runs. Um, but everyone thinks it's great because of the air, but it's super deep in the gaps. Um, so it's a doubles paradise. And I think story needs to get back to, okay, I can hit the ball in the gaps and just, get doubles all day, maybe even triples. Um, I think Sora could easily hit 40, 45 doubles at Fenway. Uh, I think, and even if he only hits 20 home runs, I'll take 20 home runs, 45 doubles with, you know, I think he can still hit at least 250, probably more higher if he uh, keeps the approach going. And then uh, Verdugo, like I said earlier, it's going to have a good year. I'm expecting numbers are better than what his actual numbers are, especially on the power side. All right. So we all finish with a, with four completely different cuddle Mary trashes. Um, I'm marrying Trevor story pretty much for the same reason. Uh, Luke had, uh, I think he just needs a full healthy season, fresh start, spring training, all that. And he'll, he'll be good to go. I'm going to cuddle Nick Pavetta because I think, um, he just needs to tweak a little things like his emotions and he will, you know, the, the big guys you don't see like, well, maybe Max Scherzer, but you don't see DeGrom or Verlander like going crazy when they do something good or mess up, right? Um, so I just think he needs to tweak little things and he'll be good. Uh, and I'm going to trash for Diego. I don't like him. I never liked him. And I just like... God doesn't like ball. him because we got traded uh, Mookie for him. That, that's that's 50% of it. Which is um, BS. He's a bonehead in the field too. He makes some, he does something stupid once a week. That's another <laughs> twenty five. That. That's another twenty five percent of it, and the last twenty five percent is his beard. I just can't stand looking at. <laughs> what? What? Chain. You like his chain? Do you like his? No, chain? I hate the chain too. It's like <laughs> why? Tuck that shit in, put it away. Like no, you don't need to flip that thing out. All right, last cuddle, Mary trash. Um, 
players still under contract and what you expect from them next year. Uh, Sale, Barnes, that's Matt Barnes, not not Steve, not our co-host Steve Barnes. Everyone's gonna um, marry Steve Barnes. <laughs> and Trevor Story. So can we Sale, replace Trevor Story with someone? Because we just use Story. Uh, right, who do you who do you suggest? Um, I was thinking either Christian Arroyo or go the full kind of in, potential injury prone guys with James Paxton. No, James Paxton will never throw a pitch for this team. Uh, we'll put. I like Arroyo. Arroyo, Sale, and Barnes. So who has who has who do you have more expectations for next year? Cuddle Mary Trash. Uh we'll go in reverse order last time. So Derek, Luke, and Joey. Derek. All right. Uh I'm gonna I'm marrying Christian Arroyo. Um I'll explain why in a bit though. Uh going to cuddle Matt Barnes. I think he'd be a solid sixth, seventh inning guy in the bullpen. I'm not asking him to be the closer. Just give him to say, hey, be a sixth, seventh inning guy. We'll roll with that. Chris Sale, I mean, unless we wrap him in bubble wrap, I don't even know if he's going to be on the field. Um, So I, you're getting trashed. Uh, I like Sale, but, I mean, do we know if he got injured in the hurricane? I mean, like, maybe. Like, who knows? Um, I'm pretty sure they then, canceled DoorDash. In- <laughs> yeah, or Uber Eats or whichever one. Uh, but then Arroyo, I actually think if the – I think the path the Red Sox might go with Arroyo is to use him as a DH next year and then rotate him in different infield spots to give that guys a day off in the DH spot. I think that's a potential path that they go. And if they go that path, I'd be very high on Arroyo if he can stay healthy. Nice. Who's next, Luke? Um, I will – out of that crew – I got to marry Christian Arroyo. He did really well in the second half uh, this year. Uh, he's, I mean, I loved him last year. I wrote a column about him on bleacherbrawls.com. Uh, lo- loving him as the energy guy on the team. He gets amped up like kind of the way Pavetta does, only he doesn't lose his friggin' mind whenever something bad happens. Um, I think he, he's a very good, he could be a very good bench player that could transition to an everyday player in the event of an injury. I'll c- cuddle cuddle Chris sale, but just because I don't, tr- I hate the other guy, uh, sale, he he'll start like eight games next year and then he'll like break his leg, just stepping off the mound or something. Um, so can't trust him whatsoever. It'd be great if we had him even at 85% of what he was at his best, but I don't expect that to happen for long. Uh, and obviously trash Matt Barnes based on everything. What I said earlier, he's fool's gold. He always was, um, that first three months last year. I liken that to Josh Taylor's, uh, scoreless inning streak last year. Like even a blind squirrel is going to find a nut here and there. Joey. All right. I'm going to trash Matt Barnes. I'm going to send him to one of the, I'm putting him in Dante's Inferno. He's, he's gone. Um, Arroyo, I'm gonna marry. I love Arroyo. I've been I've been talking about how much I love Arroyo for years. You know, he's a strong 270, 275 hitter, clutch. And then uh, who's the other name again? Um, Chris Sale. Or Chris Sale. Oh, and uh, Sale. You know, he's he's he. I guess I I guess I cuddle him. I guess I cuddle Sale. Like, I I don't expect him to pitch. Like, I don't expect him to actually make a start next year. I, I just think something will happen. And I feel terrible for him. I mean, you know, on one hand, he's making millions and millions of dollars, but 
he's also pretty much embarrassed himself in front of the entire city of Boston for the last like three years, right? Imagine having to live with that. So hopefully he does get to make a few starts. But like I said earlier, I'm keep keeping him. It's going to be a very, it's going to be a, it's going to be a stiff cut. We're going to be like, you know, we're not going to be embraced. You know, it's going to be. The shirt's on cuddle. Frigid, a hard, frigid, a yeah. hard spoon. Oh, pillow in between us. Pillow in between. All right. Uh, Joey, were yours and Luke's the same? Yeah, we had the same. Yeah, ones. they were. Right. I was the only one that was oh. different. So. Well, and they I'm were both be... very reluctant cuddles for sale. I'm, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be different too. Um, I'm going to trash Matt Barnes. He's just going to marry the Orioles. <laughs> <laughs> marry the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, trash Matt Barnes because I'm, I'm over him. Uh, Christian Arroyo would have had the trash um, if this was at the beginning of the year, but uh, dude actually grew on me and I will cuddle him until he becomes Brock Holt 2.0, maybe with a little more power. Um, I'm going to marry Sale, man. How could you guys not marry Chris Sale? Chris Sale is the boss. Dude is coming off of two fresh his his arm is fresh and his, his body is weak hey, like hey, hey, can you put on this brock holt uniform for me? i wish uh yeah chris sale hasn't pitched in two years he's gonna come out and he's gonna throw fire at the beginning of next year and then he's gonna stub his toe on the uh spike nope. thing nope we're gonna see Doug, we're gonna I see wanna, t- i just want to war- we're gonna see i hope you picked, I hope you, you've picked your real marriage based on based on uh, better <laughs> Than this marriage you're picking with Chris Sale. His real wife. His real wife has been to 16 major league ballparks. She's okay in my book. Yeah. We should have used Josh Taylor. <laughs> she's, she's in this ahead one. Of that would have made it way more interesting. Um, but I'm gonna Chris Sale is going to regain 2018 form and he's gonna get the final out in the 2023 World <laughs> who's Series. Who's he gonna strike out? We're gonna strike out on one knee. He's gonna strike out JD Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> JD Martinez is gonna be on the Reds next year. That's not possible. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be striking if, out uh, San Francisco Giant uh, Aaron Judge. <laughs> if pitchers' arms bounce back like cell phone batteries do after they died then yes i would be with you on that chris sale thing <laughs> well it's not his arm it's his body that's the problem why don't we just put him on steroids let's just see what happens <laughs> it right, Barry Bonds. He, would, he would lose weight on steroids <laughs> somehow <laughs> what, if, what if what if what if sale came to spring training looking like mark mcguire <laughs> what happens if he's skinnier what do we do uh, put him on double rations <laughs> Wait for a uh, stiff breeze to shatter. His he might have blown away in that hurricane, though. I'm not gonna lie. He might have. <laughs> All right, guys. This was a good one. I had fun. We tried to cut it. A, we cut it a little short, maybe. The uh, but... podcast of the Yu Chang clan. <laughs> oh, Yu Chang. You <laughs> Chang. Another, another Yu useless Chang. pickup. Um, all right, we had fun. Uh, if you don't know us by now, we are Bleacher Brawls. You have the Red Sox crew in front of you, minus Patrick. Am I forgetting anyone? You just said your name's Patrick. Oh, minus Patrick. No, I, I thought minus. you said my I... name's Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I am Doug. <laughs> um, we are your Red Sox crew on this podcast, minus minus Patrick. Subtract Patrick because he's not here tonight. Um, 
And I think, is this our last Red Sox show of the year? Yeah, it was. This was the death of the Red Sox show. So, this is our last Red Sox show of the year moving forward until the Yankees get eliminated. So, hopefully, in two weeks, every Wednesday is going to be a Yankee show. And on Sundays, we're still going to do an MLB show. We're going to follow the playoffs. Uh, all us Red Sox fans, we're all going to pick a, uh, a different playoff team to represent and report, and report back in on. Uh, we're also going to mix in some football talk and talk about our fantasy football uh, league. So keep listening um, long after baseball season because we'll still be here. And Joey and Doug are playing each other in fantasy football this week. Hopefully yeah. Pat edits and taps at the at the end of this episode to signify and honor the 2022 Red Sox. Yes. Yeah, the, bum, anyway. bum, bum. yeah, so one of Joey and I will not be 3-0 and this time next week. You mean <laughs> or, Owen? Sorry, you Owen, mean Owen, yeah, Owen getting, uh, There's been a lot of close calls. I've gotten very unlucky. You know, it's a rigged yeah, league. You know, same, you're, your friend so runs Joey, the draft better. That's the story of my better. season two, Joey. And um, whoever... Whoever comes in last place out of the Bleacher Brawls crew in fantasy football, they all have to, whoever, no, the one person has to put a poster in their background uh, that they really do not enjoy. And the rest of us get to decide to inscribe something on that poster about that player. And they have to do, they're going to have to do a whole bunch of YouTube videos with that in their background. So check out our YouTube channel. You guys live in in houses. Everyone's. Yeah. Joey's going to need something different because he doesn't have enough room in his dorm. (laughs) Just put it up and take it down after recording. (laughs) Um, I I won't eat for a week. I just, I just won't eat, you know. (laughs) Speaking of food's probably bad enough where you can go without eating for a week. Speaking of YouTube, Derek. Or YouTube consigliere, what's going on? Uh, just uh, so Tuesday, um, we had a Red Sox video, um, covering the second part of our of my mini series, cover looking at offseason priorities, um, and what I think the Red Sox might do. That was the position players, uh, part of it. The pitching staff was the week before on Wednesday, so yesterday. Uh, if you're hearing this when it first goes out on Thursday, um, we did a video covering Shohei Otani and his uh ridiculous season uh even if he doesn't win mvp people should still recognize how special of a season he is having um and then the thursday video is on the yankees where john and i go over what the potential postseason roster could look like for the yankees and who makes or misses the roster shohei the real mvp i I Uh, think we're going to do a live episode this year because me doug pat yeah, me, Doug, and Pat are all in the same general area. We're going to do a live episode. It's oh, happen. I do want to add to at the end of the fun. season. At the end of the season, we are going to have a big Bleach of Brawl season recap after the World Series with all our Red Sox and Yankees crew together in one big YouTube video. Nice. Uh, that'll be fun for us. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. Did I miss anything? Nope. Bleacherbrawls.com. Check it out. I did miss something. Bleacherbrawls.com. Check it out. <laughs> Joey, you got the outro. I'm going to do it. This is Joey from Bleacher Brawls for Derek, Doug, and Luke. And we wish you all a very, very nice Thursday. Um, that's it for the Bleacher Brawls today. Thank you. Good night.